better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, bloods are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to And welcome to episode 263 of Bloods R Ross. We are back after a little bit of a break, um, mainly because of Comic-Con. Um, I'm not going to bury the lead in a sense. I really want to get Martin's thoughts on his first very Comic-Con. So we're going to hear how he found the weekend. So over to you, Martin. All right, then. So this is my first Comic-Con. I really enjoyed the atmosphere. Um to be fair, I was more nervous about the second day than the first day because the first day for us was on Friday. What day was it on Friday? Twenty uh, eighth. Um, Friday twenty eighth. Yeah. So I was as nervous because I wasn't coming in cosplay. So mm. it gave me a chance just to sort of take the sights in, see what people uh, cosplayed as. I really enjoyed some of the cosplays. Um, there was someone who dressed as a uh, Jedi. Um, I believe it's a Jedi. Sentinel, um, the guys who wear the masks on their faces, and they're basically like the, the Jedi guards, like they, they guard like, the most secretive stuff, and also like basically they're like they're like the secret police of the Jedi at times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw someone dressed up as that, thought that was super cool. I mean, I was smiling from ear to ear um, when I saw um, uh, what was what was the name? Shark T. Um, someone cosplays as as Master Shark T as well. Yeah, you so, said that's the one that always dies, right, or something like that. Yeah, she's had she's had like four deaths recorded <laughs> in the in, in the like throughout throughout Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's a little nugget there. But honestly, I was just so impressed with people's cosplay. Some I mean, some people went all out. Um, someone dressed as Chewbacca. I think it was true to life. Chewbacca. He was just tall. I mean. I'm, I mean, Nana and I are both 5'8", right? So, I claim, just I, claim, I claim 5'8". I claim 5'8". <laughs> I claim 5'8". I claim 5'8". Yeah. He just, he just towered over us. <laughs> just, uh, it, was, it, was, it was so cool. I mean, I really enjoyed the atmosphere. Um, obviously, when you go to places like Comic-Con, you do expect prices to be um, to be high as well because, obviously, you have people doing their own... And obviously, they have their own businesses and they also just sell stuff there. And those things are upscale because of the events and everything like that. But I didn't care. I you got zero complaints from me about the prices there. Um, oh, what was I really like on, on Friday? Oh yeah, so looked we basically looked around the stalls. Um, saw a few new games that were being released. Um, don't ask, don't quote me on what games were being released. Um, I think I they had they had the Sonic game. They had the Demon Slayer game. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, um, Demon Slayer. I don't know if that was just a store that they had there just to, um, as in a, a continual promotion of the game mm-hmm. uh, but speaking of that right I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed uh, Demon Slayer so I think I'm actually going to get it on the PS5 now um, 
it like it, like I kept saying the other day, it plays so much like um, the Auto Ninja Storm series. Mm-hmm. So it, the the buttons didn't feel unfamiliar to me. I mean, there's there's obviously a block attack. Um, sorry, there's a there's a block button. There's an attack button. Um, there's a secret skill button as well, or super skill button, whatever it's called. Um, you know, basic movements. Um, one thing that that felt super familiar to me is when you double tap um, the X button to jump. Well, I'm I'm saying PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um, Good controls, controls. But when you double press X and you hold it in a direction, they hop in that direction continually until you tell them to uh, until you basically stop the action from happening. So again, not not aided to me at all. Um, but yeah, overall Friday was really good. Saturday, we cosplayed as uh, three members from um, from uh, One Piece or the, the Straw Hat crew, um, or some rendition of some sort of version of the Straw Hat crew. Um, we had um, our, our Micah, Emma Score Rich, dress up as Trafalgar Law. Then there was me who dressed up as Zoro, um, and then from the Wano arc. Um, so I had my three swords of me as well, and then now I dressed up as Sanji. Uh, we got some really cool pictures there, so definitely check out on Instagram. Yep. And people, I think Saturday was. I was told that Saturday was going to be the busiest day, and I just, I just didn't know how busy it was going to be because also <laughs> it, was, it was rammed. Yo, Absolutely, it was rammed. insane. It was insane. Oh, and I, I just, I think that I, I, I understand how big the. Is it fandom? The, the fandom of just just Comic Con in general. I mean, people are dressed up as um, as um, League of Legend characters or arcane characters. However, people um, say that mm. um, we saw a sick cosplay of the Gote Thirteen from um, Bleach. Yes, um, like we had someone who was like a Captain Yamamoto, someone who was you know who X Y Z people as well. I thought it was so cool. Oh, I that's... I. I Geeked out. Shout, shout out shout out to Michael because Michael took all the pictures on the weekend um, yeah. and he he done a really cool edit of that goatee goatee 13 one and that's on our Instagram page so um, if you don't know uh, if you're in the um, what do you call it if you're on the Twitch you know our link tree will be on there um, I just haven't said out the name of the Instagram in so long on Instagram it's blurred underscore art underscore us so go check it out there and I wish yeah, I could just show you because the edit he's made is just really cool man like I really like mm. what he's done um, so yeah. yeah speaking of edits um, I took a picture of someone who was cosplaying Vegeta and we both did I think he was doing a final flash and I was doing uh, uh, Goku's um, Kamehameha yeah um, so yeah he's, he's edited that out or he's edited that so it looks like we actually have um the attacks are loaded up in our hands and everything like that. It's so cool. Um, yeah, but Saturday was just absolutely insane. Just, you know, the amount of people that actually turned up. Um, there was a shout, shout to um, um, Tony, aka, and now you know, you know her, her, um, her Instagram. Oh, it touches the Raven. Ah, it's a, it's, it's, it's raven. A, it's a good because when you say shout out to Tony, I was like, who the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, touches the Raven. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she joined us for uh, a large ch- chunk of Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. She she was part of the the Bloods entourage. Um, it was cool hanging out with her, and uh, hopefully, 
um it's a shame she doesn't watch one piece or we could have had her on the bonus episode that we're going to be filling in uh, fil- uh filming uh recording mm-hmm. in the week um but we do plan on having her on an episode at a later date in time um, yeah so yeah that should be fun and interesting yeah so um yeah, it's hard she's never very most of us. Um, like I said, for the majority of the day, also it was my first time meeting her as well. Um, Nana's obviously met her in the past, uh, or at past events. Um, you know, it was just amazing to see just everyone, whether they were, you know, black, white, from somewhere in, in Asia, somewhere, anywhere around the world. It was just so cool seeing so many people just cosplaying as their favorite characters, and it was. It was like the most natural thing ever to do. No one felt out of place, but I don't think I don't think anyone felt particularly nervous or anything like that. Maybe they were nervous about their costumes falling apart at some points. Um, we took so many pictures, guys. It was unbelievable. Um, so for my first Comic Con, it's it's a whole chicken with nice. with the trimmings and and you know now you can add some bacon strips on top of that chicken. <laughs> uh, you know, some stuffing as well. Honestly, it was a great experience, and I do plan on doing Comic Con again. Uh, this Comic Con was the MCM Comic Con, so I do plan on doing that again. Um, maybe at the same time, or maybe October. Uh, I hear summer is pretty is pretty warm, so I don't really, I don't particularly want to experience that with loads of people in the in the building. But October time, where it's cooler, I'm more than up for it. Do um, you know what? Yeah, now like, I'm just figure out who to cosplay as. <laughs> norm, like that was a very warm October Comic Con. Like it, 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 it almost crazy. nearly yeah. felt like it was summertime, like because there were so many people hanging around outside because the mm. weather was that nice. Um, yeah, man. In t-shirts as well. Um, exactly. We, we, we took a picture with someone who was cosplaying Bro Hancock, and she didn't look cold at all. Way. Um, I mean, she 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 cosplayed Bro Hancock very very well. So props to her. All I'm saying, yeah, yeah, is the Comic Con rules is that your outfit should be family friendly. There was a couple of cosplayers whose outfit was definitely not family friendly, and props to them for braving the cold and doing mm. what they were doing. But phew, boy, I would only <laughs> ever do a cosplay like that if I was ripped. Like I'd have to mm. be hench, muscles popping. Or yeah, nah, I'm not doing that. But yeah, shouts to those people there good for them yeah 100 percent. um yeah just lastly um you know we had um yeah i mean we, we also took pictures of a lot of people there um what really um made me smile that day as well was that i saw a lot of um young people so i mean kids who are maybe like 10 years old um and below um cosplaying one kid literally cosplayed as Zoro as well um i think i don't know if he had a sword on but he literally cosplayed the exact same thing i did uh with the exact same one arc um outfit so and we took pictures uh with him um you know parents are absolutely lovely and, and everything um so yeah it just, it just put a massive smile on my face because i mean when i was younger i've always wanted to you know cosplay i didn't even know at that time it was called cosplaying I just knew I wanted to dress up as, say, a Power Ranger, for example, or um, He-Man or something like that, or Ninja Turtle, do you know what I mean? Mm. But, yeah, it just seems that, you know, more... As, as, as I've grown older, as we've grown older, we've seen that um, parents are, you know, sort of embracing the bloody, nerdy uh, culture more. And so, 
it's yeah, it's just it's just something that's really encouraging and really fun to see because we didn't get up opportunity um when we were younger. So yeah, yeah. all props to all the parents. I'm sure the majority of them are millennials as well who are mm-hmm. raising the kids. You know the fun way with um, hey, the cosplay. It's, it's the same about it's, families yeah. and millennials. That Team Rocket cosplay with their little kid as Pikachu. Oh my god, absolutely as well. awesome! Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. I, I didn't see, I didn't have a look to see what the what the baby was. No, uh, the baby was, was dressed up in a Pikachu onesie. I see. Well, yeah. those were Pikachu, so they finally called Pikachu. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, even the families doing family-oriented um, cosplay, I thought it was pretty cool as well. Like, obviously, Nan said the Team Rocket one. Um, I would hope to have seen uh, more Pokemon ones and, um, you know, like a Naruto, uh, Naruto, Minato, and uh, Kushina one as well. Mm. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to see them. I didn't see anyone just uh, cosplaying as that, but there's always next year, so 100%. that's me done with my little ramble. But uh, I'm sure you guys could tell that I, I was I was super excited for uh, for Comic Con. Mm. Yeah, and again, depending on the dates, depending on work, um, we should be there next year as well. Um, so yes. kind of back to our like our, our regular service. Um, we are Bloods are us. So thank you for joining us. Um, we are generally a, a Bloods podcast based in South London, or that's how we started out. We've now expanded quite a bit. We've got a member down in Kingston, a member down nothing East London. Micah's down in Watford, so we've branched out a little bit. Um, but we generally do weekly movie reviews, TV shows, anime, and a bit of gaming. Um, we, if you're listening for the first time, I just want you to get you guys to know the Blood Rush unique rating system. We call it the chicken rating system. If we think something is dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece. If it's the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. So. Just gonna go through my week and kind of spam off some things real quite quickly. Um, it's been a while. Uh, the last time we recorded, we both forgot that we had to watch Andor. Um, so I literally finished episode nine, maybe like half an hour before we started recording. Uh, I watched episode seven and eight, maybe yesterday. Um, I don't know how to just like, I'm all right, so I'll give you a half chicken, yeah, but like. I don't know how to describe Andor. Like, it's not amazing, but, like, I'm intrigued. Like, every Mm. episode, I'm just like, hmm, where's this taking me? Hmm. Like, episode seven was actually pretty good. I think episode seven, maybe, like, a free piece. And episode eight confused the fuck out of me because it was, like, he went to prison. It was a flashback or flash forward, Well, again, it felt like a flashback here. But I don't think it was. Do you know what I mean? I think it's like mm-hmm. current time. Um, and like he tried to escape off planet and ended up getting arrested. And he's in this like factory prison. And, um, you know, like there's a lot of stuff going on, like outside of the um, IBS, like trying to find him. And like, you know, they're now aware of Cassian and uh, Andor. Um, and then like, Again, you're not sure if you've seen episode nine, but episode nine. I've seen I've seen episode nine, I've just checked on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. So episode, 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 update. episode nine, it turned out basically like the prison that they're in, they just never leave. They just basically work them there till they die. Like, it's mad. So that's gonna be mm. interesting. So that's gonna, you know, 
push them on to break out of prison and then obviously for him to like go back and like be like do you know what I'm now gonna fight for rebellion because the empire just made basically they threw me in jail for six years for no reason and they basically had no intention of ever setting me free um so yeah what as, as like our Star Wars aficionado like how are you find are you enjoying it are you you know like cussing because there's a slow burn or there's no like stormtroopers and shit or are you are you yeah. are you enjoying it so honestly it's very it's very very middling for me in terms of um in terms of how interested how it interests me um like i've said before um cassian has never been a character or in fact all of um people associated with um <clears throat> Um, oh, the, the name, the name Rogue of me. Rogue One. Um, they don't really interest me to say, I mean, to say the least. So when we got this, it's always been my sort of thing that, you know, Rogue One was an absolutely fantastic film. It should have, it should have stayed there. I didn't really care about the backstories of these characters, right? Mm. Um, even in the comics from what I've seen. Again, I wasn't interested in the backgrounds of these characters, but you know, we, we, we have what we have here. Um, so the only episodes that have really piqued my interest were episodes seven, eight, and nine, because everything else was a massive slow burn. I think episode six was when, um, they had, I think, I believe an admission that almost failed. Um, so that started started to uh, pick up the pace a bit in, um, in Andor, Mm -hmm. um, so everything's been a half chicken. I guess the last episode or two, possibly a three piece, but I'll, I'll give it a half chicken. I don't think it's it's done so well to for me to give it to give it a three piece. Um, but I'm saying that this prison escape scenario that's coming is probably going to peak register a lot more. Yeah, it's going to be um, hype. Just, um, well, yeah, like the moment, Definitely. like the moment they pan to that black boy, I was like he's involved i was like they're 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 working on some shady shit like yeah. I just, like the look that he gave you and also like you don't pan to like a a side character like that exactly so the moment they did that pan you i was like he's involved like and and i'm i'm curious to see how they're gonna do it because i think one of the smart things about this prison yeah is that like was it the floors i made that was it tungsten or something like that yeah, some some sort of conductive thing, which basically, if um, you step on it at a time you're not supposed to, you end up dying. Yeah, you basically get ele- you get electrocuted, and obviously, like if you're on the panel for a certain length of time, you die in it. So that's why the guards don't have no guns or nothing because it's like, well, we've got boots on. The moment you lot start to fuck up, we're just gonna kill you. Um, yeah, so yeah, that 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 was wild, man. I I really like that scene. Um, and I'm also curious about this next, um, uh, like the guy's gonna lend the like basically the loan shark. I'm curious to see who that character's gonna be because I think in episode seven we yeah. got a, um ah uh, well, I'm forget his name. Oh my days! Oh. The, the the characters are not that important to me to remember the names. The, the black guy, the one that was in Rogue One, is it Sarah? Oh. 
Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, so Sarah yeah. Guerrero showed up, and that was a cool little interaction there. So that was pretty cool to see. But um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm committed in it. Like I'm gonna finish no, it. In here, as a Star Wars fan, I have to actually finish. Yeah, this. but this is this is what I'm saying. Like Team Rebels, I've seen everything else. I, I, as a Star Wars fan, I have to do it justice. But do, do you get what I mean by like it's good, but it's not good. Like it's just like yeah, right yeah. in the middle. Like there's certain aspects of it that's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I was just like, this is kind of boring, but. I can't stop watching like every every other than the week that I forgot. Like I'm just like, mm, yeah, Anders out. Oh yeah, let me watch it. And I'm watching I'm like there's something about this show that I can't put down. Um yeah. especially like let's say that like the last three episodes, yeah, or two I think there's twelve episodes. So we're in episode nine. So yeah, last episode. Like especially like this prison break scene, yeah, absolutely bangs, yeah. Like it's not gonna get to a whole chicken. But overall, it might get to a free piece, isn't it? So, uh, I'll be curious to see what direction it takes me in. Um, but, you know, let me keep it Star Wars. Uh, they also dropped Tales of the Jedi. Um, this, yeah, we could definitely talk about this one. This was... Is it the same, is it the same animation as... um? Not Rogue Wars. I believe I believe it's the same animation uh, from the animators that did um the clone the clone wars. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um all right, before we break it down even further, yeah, I am gonna give this like the highest of three pieces in it. Like it's so close to a whole chicken. Um Might as well give make it a whole chicken. Nah, <laughs> I, I, I I I gotta give you a three piece, man. Like there wasn't enough episodes that were whole chickens. So like I think there was what six episodes? One, two, three, four, five. I think there were six episodes. I think four of them were three pieces and two were whole chickens. Um give let, let me know your overview thoughts and your rating and we'll like break them down episode by episode. Sure, I'm trying to find my notes, you know. I don't know I don't know whether I put it on my phone or I saved it on my laptop, but let's see if I can find something. Ah, oh, I, I, I put it on my phone. I put it on my phone. I was going to say, you might have put it at the bottom of this dock. But go on. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I put it on my phone. Right. Okay. So, yeah, overall, I give it... I, I, I say I give it a three-piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... So, for me, it wasn't, that, it wasn't so much that it was short. I wish we did get more episodes, though. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me start again. I give it a three-piece. For it to be a whole chicken for me... I would have needed to see more episodes and more of, I guess in this case, I was looking at particularly Count Dooku and Ahsoka. So I would have liked to see more of the downfall of, um, of Count Dooku and actually the reason, I mean, maybe not so much the reason of Ahsoka, but I understand why Ahsoka was, was, um, was sort of, was the focal point as well, or was the focus for the series as well. That's because obviously we're getting the Ahsoka series soon. Um, <coughs> we have the Bad Batch as well, season two that's coming out soon. So, so do, the reason it makes why- sense to have to to have her there because she's going to get her own series anyway. See, I didn't like that, and that's one of the reasons I not I didn't give it a whole chicken. I felt that we've had Ahsoka in the Mandalorian; she's getting mm-hmm. her own show. We didn't need to see her as much in this. Like the first episode started with life and death. And it was a whole episode on Ahsoka. Like, it basically made it seem like, like, she was the chosen one. Do you know what I mean? Um, and again, the focus should have just been all on Count Dooku. Maybe we should have seen Count Dooku go from apprentice to Jedi and then see him slowly change from Jedi to getting, um, you know, disillusioned with, um, the Jedi Council and then slowly going to, um, the dark side 
I thought that would have been pretty cool. And then if they were to do another one of these, they could have then maybe focused on like Mace Windu's character. Um, yeah. Or even focus on Qui-Gon Jinn's character. Um, hmm. I don't know why, but I... Mr. Young uh, Qui-Gon Jinn when he was a Padawan. Yeah, and he was um, Count Dooku's Padawan. Yes. And I was like, wait, should I know this? I was like, holy shit, that's... that's yeah, he was. That's, that's why there's a whole thing. So if you're a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. there's this whole thing of... Um, Yoda trained Dooku. Dooku trained um, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon would have been the... Almost like a almost like the father figure for Anakin and um there's there's and there's Obi-Wan. some discussions that say that Oh yeah, and Obi Wan of course, but there's discussions that say that if Qui Gon was still alive, then Anakin wouldn't have fallen to the dark side and oh, no, it would be more of what people call a grey Jedi. Um Qui Gon was very much someone who went against the council or disagreed a lot of the council's decisions. Mm. Um he was I think even this episode, even um Tales of the Jedi, um Dooku at one point says he's one with the Force. So I believe this is when he passed away, actually. Um, so I'll take I'll take that a little bit back. Mm. Um, but um, Qui Gon is very much, you know, instilled in the Living Force, which is basically the Force guides him, guides his actions. Um, the Force has a purpose and that kind of thing. So um, he very much immerses himself in the Force. Mm-hmm. So again, he would he would have taught Anakin more than what Obi Wan could have could ever have. Yeah. So, um, that's that that's that argument there. But it was, it was great to see him. Um, I think overall, I th- I think that moving forward, um, they should do Tales of the Jedi season two, season three, whatever. Focus, like you said, Nana, on specific characters. Yeah. So looking at a young Mace Windu, because Mace Windu's backstory is actually pretty interesting as well, because he's from a planet where basically everyone is force sensitive and everyone um uh, i say everyone but almost everyone is force sensitive and they have a unique skill which is beast mastery um you see ahsoka use it in her episodes mm-hmm. or in one of the episodes um life and death you see anakin use it as well when in um the clone wars when he's in that arena so um mace windu's people are you know super strong in the force and use it almost like it's it's second nature to them um but for for various applications or maybe mm. not various for specific applications um so that'd be really cool to see maybe look at um uh darth sidious or cal cal sorry chancellor palpatine and his descent to becoming you know the sith lord yeah um and that kind of thing i mean there's so much to play with because this could just be literally an introduction for more characters and mm. if it's not even going to show characters in future productions like we see in Ahsoka and stuff like that, just seeing background information on all these characters, I mean, uh, I think it'd be really good. Obi-Wan Kenobi has a very, very, very good backstory. Mm. He's someone that was always gifted the Force. Um, they could even show they could even, sh- they could even show us Jedis that like, like from like thousands of years ago, like, you know, they really could. way, They're way really back good. when. Yeah, they could do they could do a whole High Republic type deal mm. with with the Jedi, and you know, just seeing how the Jedi changed in between those times. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 all good. Um, if they do that, this whole series will be a, will be a whole chicken. Maybe maybe for um, season two, um, if they do that, it'll be a whole chicken for me. In the focus of maybe two or three characters, um, depending on how the story is done. Anyway, um, it may be a, a three piece, but all in all, I'm really really enjoying it. 
Um, Nana, would you like me to go into a bit of more detail of each episode? Uh, yeah, yeah, like sure. I, I would. Of, uh... So, um, yeah, I'll let you do that. Life, life and death, Ahsoka's birth. Uh, I gave that yes. three piece. Yeah, I give this a three piece as well. Um, for this one, it's it's just so nice to see um, Ahsoka as a as a baby, um, because you see actually her mother, and through this, I realized that Ahsoka is very much like her mother in terms of her being headstrong, being brave, um, you know, willing to put herself in danger um, to protect others. Um, we see that she shows early signs of being force sensitive, where yep. she uses beast mastery to communicate with the very same sort of feline character. Sorry, feline, um, um, feline beast? alien. That kid, that's it. Oh, beast. Did I say beast? Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a beast. Yeah, feline. Yeah, looks like so, a, like a, a, a tiger. tiger. Yeah. Yeah, just seeing how she communicated with it through the force and, and you know, returned to mother safety. So I thought that was really cool to see. Um Episode two was Justice, where we see young Dooku and young uh, Qui-Gon. Um, it shows you the early reasons for Dooku's defection to the Sith. For example, I think in this episode, um, a senator's son was kidnapped by um, the senator's constituents. And obviously, the senator's constituents were not pleased with the way he was governing things. Like he seemed to be governing things with an iron fist. And they really care about them, even though they voted them. Um, they voted him in. Um, so, right there, then you see that Qui Gon's actually asking, "If you don't like this guy, why vote for him? Why not just vote him out?" And they said it's not as easy as that. So from there, you can see that Qui Gon is curious. He's someone who, you know, wants to understand the reasons for things happening. Whereas with the Jedi as a whole. They're, not, they're, they're more, I guess, beholden to senators and things like that, so they don't really ask those difficult questions. Um, so, it, again, it was, it, was, it was really good to see that. Um, my one criticism about this uh, episode was that we didn't see Qui-Gon's band or braid. You know, um, most Jedi have a braid if they have, you know, human hair or, or some form, form of hair to braid, so they have that. So I didn't see that with Qui-Gon's... Um, so, I don't know, maybe that was a mistake on their part, or maybe there, it was there, I just missed it. But, no, you're right. Uh, what well, I remember, I don't remember that little Padawan little. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, even before like seeing Star Wars, yeah, I think one one guy in my primary school had that little like that one plaque. Yeah. yeah. Back, back I used to think he used to, I, used, I used to think he used to be I, so cool, and I wanted one. <laughs> Man's a Padawan, isn't it? Yeah, it looks so cool, and I, I always yeah. wanted one. Always. Mm. Coming from an uh, African family, yeah, that was never on the cards. My mom would have... Yeah, no, no, no stars on that buzz cup. Yeah, <laughs> buzz no, cup, literally cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you okay there? Just choking on your food. Yeah, I just so, need to drink that, some... That, 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 uh, I was drinking a super malt. The elixir mm. of life. Oh, 100%. I, I Sorry, guys. Some people don't like super malt, you know. Like, what's wrong with them? Nah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I can't for those people. Those people can't be trusted. <laughs> If any of your friends are them, they don't like Superman, yeah, they can't be trusted, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? It's funny because some Jamaicans go, oh yeah, I like Superman. And some Jamaicans go, no, I hate that crap. Yeah, why? Some, why? Some why Jamaican, I'm like, absolutely hate it. Oh my God. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So it's, it's so interesting. But it's a bit like Marba in terms of you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, so back to episode, so back to the episode two, Justice. Um, we see um, Duke in his classic form, Two Sons. And um, we see 
quite gone this classic form four stance. Um, again, there's a bit of history in in there because Obi Wan adopted the form four stance when he was young, and then moved to form three Sarisu. So that's sort of like an adaptation from that. And Count Dooku being um, renowned as one of the as one of the best duelists within the Jedi Order, um, actually praised Obi Wan for that as well. And, and Anakin as well, to some extent, where he was, Anakin was using Form 5. Um, so, yeah, now, again, it was pretty cool to see that early on. Um, I will see Count Dooku, last before I move on to Episode 3, I will see Count Dooku sort of showing bits of the dark side in there, where he saw that people, innocent people were getting hurt. Innocent in some way, because obviously they did kidnap uh, Senator's son. Yeah. But... It's in a way that they didn't really want this to happen. They didn't really want to be fired upon. They just want to be listened or heard. And, you know, um, when people aren't listened to or heard, usually they end up protesting and things get violent, depending on how um, agree, how you know grieved or what the case people are. So it was just seeing how helpless they are, how helpless the people were. And, you know, he sided with them and almost forced choked the guy to death. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, episode three, Choices. Um we see Count Dooku and Mace Windu arrive on Raxus, investigating the death of a fellow Jedi. Um, the surviving guard says that, you know, it was um, no throughout the galaxy that the Jedi are the lapdogs of the Senate. So, beholden to the rich and powerful. Um, <clears throat> so, in this episode, we see Mace Windu being appointed as Master Catri's replacement. Master Catri is the, the Jedi who was killed on, um, on Raxus. Um, so basically, it was tops up between Count Dooku and Mace Windu, and Mace Windu ended up uh, getting it. If Count Dooku had gotten it, we would have seen a very different, a very different Jedi order. Yeah. Um, but well, I said Mace I think Windu. That also, is what kind of like pushed him towards the dark side? He felt pissed that he? he was like, exactly. "Hold on, like, should that not have been me? Should I not have got that job?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because he had plans. I think Dooku and Qui Gon. So, in Star Wars, um, a lot of Padawans learn from their masters, right? And if Count Dooku is someone, or Count Dooku was someone who would challenge the authority of of all the decisions made by the Jedi Order, so you can see Qui-Gon also being that inquisitive person who wants to understand why it is that people do this, that, and the other. Um, So again, he would have been allowed, so Qui-Gon would have been allowed to have explored that more rather than being treated as, say, the pariah of the of the Jedi Order, um, which many masters, many people on the council thought of him to be, even though he was right about the return of the Sith, even though he was right about um, uh, Anakin being the Chosen One, that sort of thing. Um, he, every now and again, he was slapped down, and you know, it turned out that he was right. So, <clears throat> again, seeing Episode Three Choices was was a, was a very good episode. That well, that was a three piece for sure. Um, if I think, if I think everything, I, every, every episode was a three piece for me. Uh, episode 4, The Sith Lord. Um, we see Dooku deleting the record of Kamino. Um, so, the record of Kamino, which included Master Sifo Diaz, um, who was reported to have a connection to the creation of the Clone Troopers. Yeah. So, if anyone's, if anyone remembers watching Episode 2 of The Clone Wars, you can see that Obi-Wan Kenobi actually arrived on Kamino, and he's then obviously attacked by, um, by Jango Fett. And you know, he's, he's there inquiring as to why it is that the clones are created, for what purpose, who was it that ordered it, and 
<clears throat> there's some missing record because he actually says he actually mentions oh it was master um cypher diaz who was responsible for that um but not much more information is known it's only later on they know that the Kaminoans were actually in cahoots with uh with um chancellor palpatine that you know and they implanted them the clones with the, the inhibitor chip which made them carry out order 66 and mm-hmm. there's another order that they were programmed to carry out but Anywho, before I go too, into too much detail, yeah. um, this is all sort of, um, I guess, a prelude, or it sort, of, it sort of incorporates the events of The Phantom Menace, basically, or in between The Phantom Menace and um, the, clone, the Clone Wars. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was pretty good um, to see, just to see, you know, how it is that the clones care about all the secrecy surrounding the clone troopers. Um, in this, I've also mentioned that um, we see... Master Yaddle, who's a member of Yoda's species. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Um, the Jedi Council has become so blinded that they could not foresee the possibility of the Sith returning. So when Qui-Gon was saying the Sith are, the Sith are here, the return, I've just battled someone who is a Sith. They're very skeptical about it. They're thinking, oh, no, the Sith could never have come. We destroyed them, you know, all, all those millennia ago. Um, so again, this is part of the downfall of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, I, I, gave, I the, gave this episode a whole chicken, by the way. Ah, oh, nice. Mm. Nice. Um, so part of the explanation too is that Senator Palpatine and Sith Lord have managed to block certain events from the Council using the Force, and um, you see that Dooku is visibly upset by the death of Qui-Gon, and you know we now know in this episode what happens to Master Yaddle because the speculation that Master Yaddle had um, managed to survive Order sixty six somehow and save Grogu, mm-hmm. um, Grogu obviously in the Mandalorian, but now we see that she sort of passes away before that, so now we don't know actually how Grogu managed to survive yeah. so there's that she, um, she, she was on smoke though like she she came oh, in 100% hard, but she 100% bodied. yeah and she used the same fighting style that um that Yoda used as well I guess to make up for a lack of height so yeah that was that was that was that was, that was pretty good um next up is episode 5 practice picks perfect mm-hmm. and this is a very very nice simple episode where it's um, Ahsoka has sort of gone back to training after being with um, Anakin. Um, so she passes the test, but it's a very basic test, and Anakin isn't happy with her because... Well, happy with the test. She's passed the test perfectly, but she, he's not happy because he believes that it doesn't challenge a pad one enough. Yeah. And I agree I agree with him to in, in that extent because um, he then made his own test for her, which was to be blasted with by... Well, to, to basically be surrounded by the clone troopers and be blasted with a stun gun. Mm-hmm. And she fell... I can't... We, we cannot... And we as the audience can't count how many times she ended up failing. But through that harsh test, we see at the end of the episode how that helped her um, in episode 8 of... Oh, sorry. In season 8 of The Clone Wars, where, again, Order 66 has been carried out and she was able to hold her own against... Like more than I think there were, I think about maybe eight or ten troopers for her for her um test. In this case, also entire ships worth of them. Mm. You know what I mean? And with stuns with um with um guns set to kill, not to stun. So um it was it was great to see that Anakin actually instilled in her something that she would actually need have relied on later on in life. Yeah. Um, you know, little do you know just how important that would have been to her. And I think that it just shows you how smart Anakin is as well, because he's someone who was very battle... He was basically like a, a battle master. Mm. Um, you know, always thinking about how Jedi... How, you know, how to beat his opponent, that kind of thing. 
And that's what that's been passed on to her. A lot of Jedi fell because they weren't just they just weren't used to um going up against clone troopers. A lot of them were used to going up against droids and stuff like that. Yeah. So again, that was that was very interesting to see. Um last episode, episode six, Resolve. Um this episode shows a brief view of the funeral of Padme and Ahsoka's meeting with Senator Organa. Mm-hmm. Um so this is again straight after the events of um episode three, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, so Ahsoka takes shelter on the farm planet, uh, her cover is blown, and then she fights against an Inquisitor, defeated him flawlessly. She clapped um, him. Oh my day. She told him to spread those cheeks. <laughs> no lube. Oh, she wrecked I'm, I'm, I'm going hard. Yeah, she absolutely destroyed him. Like, it was like a, a flawless victory. Um, Ahsoka was unarmed. Whereas the Inquisitor had his double-sided lightsaber, the ones that spin, mm-hmm. and not only did she disarm him in one move, but also defeated him in one slash as well, mm-hmm. in one attack. And it shows you just, even though she was in hiding, she's one of the few Jedi who retained her battle prowess and was able to show just how how much better of a, of a fighter she was than the Inquisitor. Uh, but again, bit of background story, Inquisitors were Jedi or force sensitives turned to the dark side. So um, the Grand Inquisitor, for example, used to be a Jedi Sentinel and then was later employed by, um, or trained and employed by um, uh, Chancellor Palpatine or Darth Sidious and now Darth Vader um, to hunt and kill um, the remaining Jedi. So in that sense, they weren't so much... They fought against each other, but they weren't as, you know, as good as Jedi from, say, save Jedi in the same caliber as Ahsoka, um, as Obi-Wan, as Anakin, um, purely because they wouldn't have experienced the battles of the Clone Wars as much as they had. So, again, it was, it was, it was pretty cool to see just how effortless um, she was in her, in her victory. Um, and also, I believe it's this Inquisitor that... You know, once she once she takes the uh, lightsabers from him, she ends up purifying the crystal, making them her the classic grey or white color that they are now. So um, this is this is very cool to see because it sort of fills that gap of how does she get her her white or grey colored lightsabers. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, honestly, overall three piece. I'd love to see more episodes and like like we said, more ep- episodes of you know just other Jedi during during that time. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, the next thing we're going to go to is the exception. Um, this came out on Netflix on October 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, the premise is humans are searching a new galaxy for potential new planets to terraform after being forced to leave Earth to explore potential planet womb. A 3D biological printer creates an exploration team, one individual at a time to man the spacecraft. However, fatal exception causes, that's why it's called exception, causes one of yeah. the crew member, Lewis, to mis- be misprinted as a D4 monster that could potentially pose a threat to the rest of the crew. A new successful print of Lewis joins the crew to help in the situation, which reaches philosoph- philosophical questions of humanity and self and life. Um, I think that last little sentence there is what made me really enjoy this. Like, the ethical decisions about what makes something life or what makes something human and, you know, the right to life, whether should we kill for the, in a sense, the greater good? Um, You know, do we have the right to terraform a planet because we fucked up ours when there's, you know, potentially um, uh, alien life forms on that planet? 
um you know is their lives worth more than ours um i really really enjoy this man this gets uh, uh, like a, a, a very solid three piece man um i thought all the characters were interesting and cool um the fight scenes because again like it's, it's it's meant to be like a a science fiction horror but like yeah the fight scene this was was pretty cool um and again i'm not a horror person but like this wasn't scary but you could feel yeah. like what's it called T- the tension in the scenes yeah um, definitely good yeah man no three piece what did you think of this um, I'm I'm giving it a three piece. Um, I I enjoyed it because. So at first I thought we'd be getting something more along the lines of um, oh, the name came away in my head. There's a game in space. Dead, that's, dead, that's, dead that's space. Dead, There's space. a dead space. Dead space. Dead space. Dead that's space. It. Perfect. So at first I thought it was gonna be like dead space, where you know, again with the synopsis, Luke gets misprinted uh, due to a solar flare, and then what ends up happening is that he ends up killing people aboard the ship so that the mission never completes Mm -hmm. but instead it turns out that it's more of the case of it goes from horror to thriller in the sense that the horror bit would have been the misprinted lewis but then it shifted to there's a traitor amongst us obviously misprinted lewis is going to be suspect number one because he is the one who's uh who's deformed um then you go throughout the list to down list to see okay who's actually a traitor amongst them. You find out who the traitor is. Um, that twist wasn't much of a twist for me. I saw, I suspected her anyway. It's always the cute ones that the cute, cute quiet ones that you're gonna be careful of. Mm. So um, it was no surprise to me to find out who it was that um, that was the snake. Um, but it was interesting how they did it, uh, how they figured out who the snake was, and how she had um, gone with her plans. So that was that was pretty. Um, it was also it was smart. It was smart and very underhanded, which is something I'd expect from some, probably from certain companies. Um, and the whole purpose was basically, so the reason for the betrayal was that she didn't want. Uh, let me let me find out the character's name so I can actually call him. So um, I believe her name was Patty. Was it Patty or Nina? I think it was Patty. Uh, hold on. Um, I just pulled pulled down my list of the. Um, you had, uh, yeah. So Lewis was the um, uh forever. I can't remember. I can't Lewis is the one that got misprinted. Yes, yeah, so Lewis got misprinted, but I think it's I wasn't he not an engineer of some right, kind. So, uh, I don't know what I mean, he was. Yeah, in, yeah, Nina, was... Nina was the like, um, the doctor. No, yes, Nina was the doctor. Mac. Mac was Mac was the actual engineer. Okay, and you had Oscar. Wasn't Oscar like the big guy? Yeah, Oscar's the big guy who um, I can't remember what he was. He was very he was te- very technical as well. But I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was like a mechanic or something like that. I guess there's a difference between an engineer and a mechanic in this case. Mm-hmm. But you know, he fixed things and stuff like that and as then, well. And then you had Patty. And then Patty was the one who um, who who could grow green greenery basically. She was the bi- 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 biologist. Yeah, so um, in this sense, I guess Patty's betrayal is because they're going to terraform a planet which has life on it, but the life that's on the planet isn't something that you'd consider life, I I think. Um, because the picture of life was that there were orbs of light, small orbs of light, 
um, in the ground. I think when something died, they then spring up from the ground. Um, so that was that was the evidence of life there. And I, I think, Nana, I think I said this to you before I said in the group chat, that when it comes to people that, you know, are super environmentally conscious, it's almost like all they care about, it's like they care about plants more than humanity. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think in this case, um, they're looking for a planet called um, Earth 10X or Earth X10. So basically to us, I'm thinking this is like the 10th Earth that they are trying to inhabit now. So God knows what's happened to, you know, our Earth. Um, and it was just set way into the future. So God knows what's happened to our Earth. Obviously, we must have messed it up or otherwise while we leave in the first place, right? Mm, yeah. And this is the 10th planet that, the Earth-like planet that we've discovered. And so her whole thing is, no, we're not going back to terraform a planet and basically wipe out the only species that's on that planet known to be on that planet just so that humanity can continue living I guess ruining other worlds so I do that to some extent but at the same time humanity's about to die <laughs> do you know what I mean? it's, the, it's, like, the, it's, the, it's about the greater good isn't it like I mean the greater good for your species right mm. um no, so your species though because I'm pretty sure they would have brought like the animals and stuff and yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I mean, we saw, we saw, um, um, what was it called? We saw birds on the on the on the finished uh, terraform planet. Mm. So yeah, definitely, they were definitely bringing. We were, I mean, they were definitely planning on bringing more than just um, not just humans. We've been the foods that we eat, the animals that we eat, or you know, play about with like dogs, cats, etc. Um, so it was all of that. But she just said, "No, we, we're just gonna like we failed. So let's." Let's basically ruin this mission and doom humanity. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was that with Patty. Um, so I didn't trust her. Once I knew there was a, there was a more amongst them, I didn't really trust them. Oscar just seemed a bit too um, basic. Oscar was a, bit of a pussy. He was really, Oscar was a pussy to me for me, man. <laughs> he came across as such a puss just because. Um, Deformed Lewis had asked him to help him, right? And every time it came, every time he had the opportunity to say, okay, listen, this Lewis has actually regained his, um, humanity, his, his humanity. And actually we can, we can hold a conversation with him. So let's see what he actually wants. Let's try to help him, right? Because he's asking for help and blah, blah. But everything he was doing seemed so shady. Like what he had, when he had opportunity to sell, right? Either he, either he wouldn't say anything or um, the opportunity would go away because um, something came up or say a monitor or something or, or an alert came up so you know he could have opened his mouth to say oh actually I spoke to Lewis down there he's he's actually fine or this that, and the other yeah. nah and then when it came to him when it came to Lewis where to grab um, I guess uh, uh, some sort of um, power core for his cryo, cryo machine <clears throat> instead of Oscar saying okay let's do it together this guy decides to say to say to Lewis, say to um, sort of um, deformed Lewis or defective Lewis. Oh yeah, um, pretend to knock me out so that it seems like you know I had no choice to do this. I'm like, bro, but your whole point, the whole point is for you to convince them that he's not that bad of a guy. So yeah, exactly. Would look more suspicious if he knocks if you know if you knock him out and then if he knocks you out and then does his own thing. It looks like you know he, he's up to no good. Ah. Oh. So yeah, he annoyed me. Mac was actually okay because, I, from Mac's point of view, I first first thought, first of all I thought he was a bit heartless because of uh, the form Lewis. But 
um, he gained respect in my eyes when he made the decision to um, basically die so that he could be reprinted and then see if he was the traitor. Yeah. Um, basically. So he, he, gave my, he gave my respect for that because um, so throughout the series, right, we know that people at any moment in time can be reprinted. So even if you as die, long, I mean, as long as you've got like their bio, whatever you've got like their material, yeah, yeah. So Nino was actually the first one to be reprinted because um, Lewis had killed her. Lewis, when he didn't have the senses with him, mm-hmm. killed her, and then she was reprinted. So we all knew that people could be reprinted, and in fact, Lewis, um, the those those uh, uh, what's it called? The perfect, because the perfect version of Lewis, who was also reprinted. So you had defensive Lewis, and then you know normal Lewis, who was reprinted to replace Lewis, who was defective. Um, but again, it raised the question of who is not of yeah humanity. A sense of you know, can you just keep reprinting people? What about the human soul? What about this, that, and the other? Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you mean do you are you actually a living, breathing person with your own thoughts, your own ideas, this, that, and the other? Or are you someone who is more like a robot because you're not from someone's womb or another human's womb? Who are you, this, that, and the other? So it's just very interesting, a very, very interesting concept. Um, I wouldn't class it as a horror. I, I, I class it as a thriller. But um, yeah, very good series, uh, three piece for me. Nice, nice, nice. Um, <laughs> I guess we have to talk about Black Adam. Um, mm, mm. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like every time I watch a DC movie, I always say there was a good film in there somewhere. <laughs> um, there was a good film in there somewhere, and again, there was, there actually was a good like there was a lot of action. The action was pretty good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I think uh, the Justice Society, two out of four members of the Justice Society was really good. I thought Dr. Fate was was awesome. And um, Hawkman was pretty good as well. Um, but, and again, I'm, 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 I'm almost stealing this because I, did, I didn't even put two and two together. Well, I did mm-hmm. put two and two together for Dr. Fate and Dr. Strange, but I didn't put two and two together for Hawkman was basically their Black Panther. Like, he had the tech, he had the flying plane... Mm. Yeah, he had that charisma. Like he gave off Black Panther vibes. Um, nah, he gave he gave off he gave off um, Falcon vibes for me. Nah, my guy, my Falcon, guy had a freaking shield. Sorry, but yeah, my but, guy had a shield on his arm, and I'm thinking, since when in the old publication of Hawkman have I seen him with a shield? Heart, like, like I have, I can't remember seeing an instance of him having a shield. But right, more, and I've seen, because like he wasn't like no offense to Falcon yeah but Falcon's like a side character he's like a he's like the sidekick to Captain America in it like this guy was like legit the, like the leader of the Justice Society in it like he was the Don Dada do you know what I mean so that's why I uh, say more like Black Panther than Falcon nah for for me he he was more he was definitely more like Falcon fair um, enough, fair so enough. if I remember so if did you do? You, did you ever watch the Justice League Unlimited series? No, nah, I don't think I did. Back in the day, right? So from there, right? Um, Hawkman. Uh, first and foremost, I've always known Hawkman to be um, maybe, maybe I would say a white guy. He's he's he grew up in Egypt, right? Asian Egypt, mm-hmm. but he's actually an alien from another world. So I have never seen him with 
anything but his wings and a mace, right? Mm. So for him to all of a sudden have a shield, for me, made no sense. And that shield was only brought up one time. And the rest of it, he uses wings for shields, so it made no sense to have, you know, a shield and then use your wings as a shield, like decide on one thing, DC. Mm. Um, um, the mace that he had was comic book accurate because it was, again, made from nth metal, um, which disrupts magic. Um, and, you know, the wings themselves, I don't, I don't think he needs to... I think in the comics, his wings are natural, but in this, his wings were also from nth metal. Mm-hmm. So he does. He does. He does. He doesn't even need to flap his wings for him to uh, for him to fly, basically. Okay. Um. But yeah, he just thought again. I think I. I, I guess because Falcon and Winter Soldier was already out. I've already seen Falcon so many times, especially with um, um, you know, with Captain America's shield. Now it's all. It's almost like because Marvel have done it. I can. I can see that my answers or my feelings towards uh, Hawkman is biased because. Again, we've already seen that Hawk in the in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Why are we now seeing it in this? Um, so the shield—that's why that's why the shield annoys me. Why I saw it because it, it wasn't necessary. Mm. Um, Doctor Fate, I, li- I like Doctor Fate's, um, uh, I guess, portrayal here by oh, I want to say his name is Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually liked his depiction here. I think he, I think it was good. I think it was it was fairly comic book accurate. Um, in saying that, Doctor Fate is a lot stronger than than what we saw in uh, in the film. Yeah, as in, as well. he is almost, I, I'd say if it was Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange, I think that Doctor Strange would win out just about. But um. Doctor Fate is nothing to laugh at or not to sniff at. He is he is the real deal, and I think um, in a fight against him and Black Adam, Black Adam would have lost just just on the sheer scale of the kind of enemies that um, that um, he fought, that he fights. I mean, he fights the Lords of Chaos, for example, um, who are all ridiculously strong, um, ratty warping, ratty bending beings. Mm-hmm. So again, he felt that he felt he was definitely powered for me, and I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. Um, um, there was Black Adam as well. Black Adam. So the Rock's portrayal of Black Adam was okay. Um, again, I have to keep reminding myself that there's the comic books, and then there's also what we see on the big screen. And for me, I didn't really like. So what I liked about the Rock's Black Adam was that. He was someone who saw things out with violence because that's very much who he is in the comics, right? He's someone who saw things out with violence. Mm-hmm. So when he said, when um, you know the kid's mom was saying to him that, "Oh, do you have to solve everything? Solve everything out with violence, or you know, is there something else you could do?" He goes, "Oh yeah, I'm doing it through violence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm teaching him to do it through violence. Is there something else? Yeah, 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 I'll talk to him, and then you know, I'll do <laughs> so with violence. That's, mm. that's that's how it is. So that bit I liked." Um, but in the comics, um, I also know that Black Adam is someone. Yes, he loves his people. Um, at the same time, of, of people of Kandak, but at the same time, he rules Kandak with an iron fist. So it's, he's almost like Black Panther in the sense that, as long as you don't harm my people, I will not touch you. But he's unlike Black Panther in the sense that he he literally ruins Kandak with an iron fist. So if if someone steps out of line, he just eradicates them there and then. 
but he will protect his people under all circumstances, especially, especially from outside threats. So he's a bit of a mixed bag in that in that sense. Um, but you know, there were jokes that he was running as well, which I thought that's not really Black Adam like. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag for me with, with uh, the Rock's portrayal of Black Adam. Um, every every other character, so um, I can't remember who the other two were. I think one of them was um, Atom Smasher, and the other one was um, uh, something with Wind. I'm not too familiar with her character. Atom Smasher, I know. Oh, um, the little hurricane woman. Yeah, um, I can't remember, I can't remember her name too too tough, but um, again, her character I'm not I'm not familiar with, so I can't comment on hers. Um, uh... But all in all, I I, I give my uh, my came out. <laughs> all in all, I give Black Adam uh, a half chicken. I've, I've I've been sort of teetering on quarter chicken, half chicken. I give it a half chicken. Um, I, I, I give I, 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 I give it as a quarter chicken, man. Like <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that it was a superhero movie, I had to watch it. I like, in the buzz. I, no, it's just like <sighs> I'm a, I'm an action guy in it, yeah. And normally, if you give me action of no substance, I'm happy in it. Yeah. And there was a lot of action. And there was a lot of action. But when it comes to a superhero movie, yeah, I need some form of good quality storytelling. Or I need mm. something that's not going to make me sigh and be like, ugh. Like, like, when he got locked away, it was just like, okay, well, obviously he's coming back to fight the big bad. Like, you're not mm. going to lock away the main superhero of this movie and, you know, give us a sequel. Like, that. that's that's not what you're going to do here, DC. Like, <laughs> you're incapable of doing not something... Do of doing something, in a sense, smart. Like, if... Mm. if Obviously, if there had been a lot more meat in the movie and, they, and that's how they ended it, that would be kind of smart. I'd I even give them some ratings for doing that. Yeah? And then... The end credit scene at the end was awful, awful, awful. It's such a throwaway scene as well. Like, but but why though? They don't need to fight. Like, um, like literally at the end of the movie, Black Adam was basically saying, "I'm gonna chill here." And Amanda Waller was like, "Well, you better chill there because if you don't chill there, we're gonna send someone after you." And he was like, "Well, I've already shown that like literally, there's no one on this earth that can kill me." And she's yeah. like, "Well." We're gonna send someone. Well, what if we say someone that's not of this earth? And then Superman turns up. I'm just like, <sighs> that line was enough. Dead. That line Dead. was enough. You didn't even need to show Superman. Yeah. Nope. All she had to say was, "We have someone not on this earth that could probably kick your ass," and that would have been cool. That's all I need to see. Yeah. I didn't need to see. Like, I I know why they did it because they wanted people to see that. Okay, Henry Cavill is still Superman, and you know yeah. we're still gonna continue with this DCU. Like, fans, stop worrying, stop crying, stop bitching us that Henry Cavill needs to be back. Yeah. Mm. And in saying that, yeah, fuck you, DC. Yeah. Do you know why I say fuck you, DC? Yeah, because now because of this. Bull shit that you've done yeah by not having henry cavill play superman for the last i don't know five years or whatever he's basically left his deal at to play girl at the witcher like fuck you man because do you know what yeah i wouldn't have even minded yeah if they had done this year and i knew a hundred percent knew that the next superman movie was going to be amazing or the next time we see Henry Cavill Superman, yeah, in a DCE property, yeah, it was going to be worth the sacrifice of losing The Witcher. Like, The Witcher has been amazing, yeah? Like, 
why are you jumping ship for something? Uh, you know, they must have offered him like a billion dollars because I, I me personally, all I, royalties. Yeah, I would have said, you know what? I'm making money off The Witcher. I'm a big boy actor. I don't need you. You need me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if anything, you work around my schedule. Yeah. Because I was ready. Like if you had called me. I was there to go. You made me look like a bitch for however many years and not casting me in movies. You had some fake double body double play me in Shazam. Like, you have disrespected me. You have taken a piss with me as a professional actor with a character that I was meant to embody. You have treated me like a dickhead. Yeah. So mm. now that you want me back here, yeah, because I don't need you, you need me. Yeah. I would have made them wait. I'd be like, you can work around my schedule, yeah? The ball is no longer in your court, it's in mine. Because if you recast me, the fans are going to riot, yeah? So, let me finish The Witcher. Once The Witcher is done, I will come and do whatever you don't need me to do. Like, Mm. fuck DC, man. DC, this is another reason why the DCU is not going to be successful. Like, they're just doing things just so badly. Like, it's just so mismanaged. And I'm sorry, um... What's it, James Gunn and um, I'm I, I'm so sorry, I don't even yeah, remember the next, the next yeah. guy's name. Yeah, it's too late. You're not gonna be able to save it. Yeah, not in this generation. Yeah, because what you needed to potentially save this uh, universe was a Flash movie and to retcon what's happened so far, so you can recast characters. You can you know mm-hmm. change things up. Yeah, we don't even know if we're getting this Flash movie. Like. We we don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's absolutely abysmal. Like, uh, you know what? Yeah, and I hate to see people lose their jobs in it because that's their livelihoods in it. Yeah, that's how yeah. they put money on the t- uh, money on the table. That's how they put food on the table. But those executives that are, are millionaires anyway, and they're not gonna lose any sleep here if they don't have a job because they got a million sitting in their account. Someone or most people need to be fired on how they have mismanaged this universe. Like, you have some of the most iconic characters ever, and you have struggled to make any superb movies. Like, mm. I like Aquaman. I like the first Wonder Woman. Um, I, 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 I hated, um, what's it called, BVS, yeah? purely because of the whole Martha nonsense like so what are we now gonna get yeah that we're gonna find out when Black Adam and Superman are fighting yeah that back in the 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 ten hundreds or whatever that Black Adam's mother was called Martha like what what are we doing here like oh it's gonna I I know they're gonna do something stupid it's gonna piss me off and then I I, I can't even talk I'm so pissed like you sacrificed (laughs) the Witcher the Witcher was amazing like the Witcher yeah. was so good, and and yeah. this is what you, oh no I'm 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 vexed I'm I'm actually genuinely annoyed, and 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 do you know why yeah it makes it worse about the Witcher for the Witcher yeah, Henry Cavill is a nerd, like my yeah. man like knows the Witcher inside out like my man was like a, a, according to them on set yeah he was like 
nah that doesn't like this character wouldn't do that because in the game you know this is what his character would do and this is the weapon they would use or that monster would move like this like he's a nerd he's like he's he's almost like the Dave Filoni of the Witcher do you know what I mean yeah. like he knows his Listen, shit he held up he held up production because my, my guy would decide to uh, to build a, a PC bro. bro he was doing side quests <laughs> he was doing side quests like yeah, this guy quest. this guy's a nerd bro. like he's he he like he's more nerdy than me bro. like he's a nerd yeah. you get me yeah so that's what made the character of Geralt so good is cause like he was playing something that he could relate to on on a next level that I like no no shade to Liam Hemsworth yeah like you're a cool dude in it like you can do your thing in it I'm not I'm not hating you to get to, to having a job in it yeah but like I highly doubt he's gonna be able to do what Henry Cavill can do as Geralt man and it's a shame because whatever DC does yeah and hey listen if I'm wrong in a year or two's time when the <laughs> next movie comes out someone t- like copy this and send it to me and I will be humble I will humble myself real quick yeah but so far everything that we've seen from DC has been substandard yeah yeah and it is so not been great and I, I, I'm annoyed at them for this because so it was awesome yeah I mean cause again so story wise for um for Black Adam I think story wasn't that great. Um, it, it it didn't need to have the kid involved. It didn't need to have a lot of characters involved. The kid was um, garbage. No offense, here. Like I know child acting is very hard, but he wasn't good. He yeah, thought it was alright. He, he, he wasn't good. If 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 Black, if Black Adam was done back in the day, he would have passed with flying colors. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but Did again, you know, like as a society as and as a people, like. And especially us that like watch like a million shows and a million TV things, yeah. Like, mm. don't get twisted. Like, I'm not a good actor. If you tell me to act, yeah, you're probably gonna get a, a, a horrible. <laughs> okay, you're getting you're getting yeah. none of them. <laughs> yeah, you're getting me. Like, you tell me to ah uh, play 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 uh play an American. I'm just talking like this. Play some play someone from North from North England. I'm just talking like this. Like, there's not going to be no accent <laughs> changes. Like, I'm just going to be me in it. Yeah. So, again, like, it's come, I, I'm shitting on someone else that could actually do a much better job than I can. Yeah. But, like, when you see child actors that could actually, like, act, you're like, yeah, this kid can act. Like, I felt like it, it, it was just a bit. And he was meant to be a teenager. My man was running around like a cape on his back. Like, mm, I don't know, man. Like, unless you're going to Comic Con, yeah. Kids nowadays, yeah, will be probably doing like TikTok dances and do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know, maybe it just didn't relate to me, but um, I don't think the kid was the best actor. Um, there was a lot of cool scenes. Um, I like this. I really like the bikes with Doctor. Yeah, because I like the bikes that they where they were um sort of warping in a sense. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, and they were um, they were using like Black Adam's technology to like go super fast and that's why like he couldn't really catch them so that's pretty mm. cool again like i said yeah like there was a good movie in this year um oh i found out her name but i hold on i did find her name and i just can't remember where i put it where is your name all right so her, where is your name her name is uh quintessa swindell as maxine hunkle hunkle uh yes also, also known as cyclone 
Um, mm. And again, do you not do, do, do all right, take 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 a guess here of the original character's uh, depiction. Was she white? She's white with what color hair? White. <laughs> nah, red hair. You know, I keep saying that the they keep casting redheads as black people, and they keep to keep, keep black the black people keep stealing redheads' jobs. In this, in the image that I see on Wikipedia, she's white with red hair. That oh, makes me laugh. Keep keep stealing, <laughs> keep stealing redhead women's jobs. Um, yeah, she was not needed. Um, mm. Do you know? Do you know? And again, yeah, this is why I know DCR trash here yeah, because, like, I now, me personally, want to see a film about the Justice Society of America, and would like to see a young Doctor Fate. But now you've killed Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate. Like, you know. I, I, I want to like again. I'm not familiar with the Justice Society of America, but what was the like yeah. original team? So uh, it de- it depends on whether it's Golden Age or whatever. But if I do it from um, if I do it from All Star, mm-hmm. um, you had Doctor Fate, Our Man, Spectre, is it Our Man? Man, Hour as in time, as in one hour, two hours, oh, okay. hour, Our Man. I, I don't yeah. ever heard of him. Um, the Spectre. The Spectre is friggin' sick as well. Oh, the Spectre is OP as hell. Um, the Sandman, mm-hmm. the Atom, Flash, Green Lantern, and Hawkman. See, and I, I, we're I, looking at, um, um, oh, we're looking at the Alan Scott, um, the Alan Scott Green Lantern, and this is the Alan Scott that had, um, basically, his only weakness was wood. He didn't need to charge. I don't think he needs to charge his ring either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the ring was also magic rather than technology from the Owens. So there's that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean the actual justice. Um, this is justice um, society of America. Yeah, they they were hard. But, uh, you know, I they, mean, once they they wouldn't be able to do the justice society of America now. There's no there's no women in the team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but in, in later depictions, you had you know again, it depends on the um, it depends heavily on the um era it was done in because mm-hmm. I think if you look at the golden age, um, the golden age was was set in World War Two, so mm-hmm. I, I think there was actually um a film that came out recently of the Justice Society of America where you had um. Is it Jay Garrett, the old, the original Flash? Mm-hmm. Um, you had, uh, I can't remember her name. I can't. Oh, you, basically, you had you had uh, female. Um, uh, what's it called? Member. You had female members as well in in that in that version. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, easily you can easily have done a better Justice Society of America, but this one just seemed bare bones and. Yes, Hawkman is in it. Yes, Doctor Fate's in it. But Cyclone and Atom Special, they can like kick rocks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Like Atom Special. That is, I, I, I like the kid as Atom Special, but I don't think they gave him enough to do. Yeah, no, they didn't. I just felt there's no need for him. Yeah, I felt there's no need for him. Um, but overall. Half chicken. The more, the more we're talking about Black Adam, right? The more I want to give it a quarter chicken, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think if you watched it again, you'll give it a quarter chicken. Oh, it, it, honestly, 
And do you know what's the, the worst thing about the movie? Potential. Do you know the, what's the worst thing about the movie? Yeah, or one what? of the worst things about the movie. You had the rock in this movie, and you made him boring. Like, yeah, his charisma wasn't charismaing. Like the you had the rock, the most like electrifying entertainer. Like you know, like let him be the rock in it. Like let him be entertaining. Like some of the jokes were a little bit funny, but it weren't great. Like he, he, he I, I get Black Adam's a very serious character and very you know dark and like, but you've got a rock playing that character. Yeah, I. I honestly think it was a miscasting to put the rock there as as uh, Black Adam. But even if the rock was the right um, actor for it, his lines should not have been funny. You know what I mean? See, it's a shame, yeah, the rock looks like the way the rock does, yeah, because I think someone like the rock's personality would have been, would have been amazing for Shazam. Yeah, I think so too. The rock's personality would have been amazing for Shazam. As Black Adam, I just didn't buy it. Like, it, just, yeah, didn't, didn't it just didn't fit. Like, we know the rock in it. Like, he's a happy-go-lucky, bigger-than-life hedge motherfucker that will kill you, but it's just generally nice. Like, yeah, it, 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 I don't know, man. Anyway, I'm not going to go too much into this other than saying that I don't think it's done very well in the box office. Um, mm. and I did say that just because it's got a rock, this might, you know, be able to make a billion, but yeah. I think right now it might be on maybe like 250 million, which is nowhere near what I was expecting. So that is a, a massive drop off. Uh, I'm even yeah. trying to pull up box office mojo now to see. Yeah. Um, whilst you're doing that, I'll just say that honestly, um, there are many missed opportunities. I think even with even with Black Adam, they could have made it a situation where they've rebooted some characters or even introduced better characters. I say better, but more characters into the into the DCU, and they just didn't. Um, I mean, instead of having Superman, they could have literally probably held that as a blank and said, instead of Superman, I uh, know because we still have Martian Manhunter out there. Mm-hmm. They got said, okay, we have Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter does need to change in the DC in the DCEU mm-hmm. um, Superman doesn't really need to change the DCEU and through that you can say okay we've we've casted a new um, a new Flash a new Batman that kind of thing if but, they're going to uh, do that so, so, um, or, or like you said do the Flash movie mm-hmm. and you know allow it to retcon a few things here and there so that we we can re- us as the fans can reset our minds mm. and you know, be more open to taking on um, new actors as, as certain characters. Yeah. But, all right, so here's what my other, other little beef here. I don't think Black Adam and Superman should be fighting each other. Yeah. Black Adam will thump him up, bruv. Right. Like, so, <laughs> Superman can hold a candle to Black Adam. That's just, it is what it is. All right, so for me, that's, for me, that's, that, that's not even relevant to the point I'm trying to make here. Hmm. If anyone should be fighting Black Adam, it should be Shazam. It should be Shazam. It should be Shazam. Easy. It should like it, that. That was a perfect opportunity to set that up. Like they have similar power sets in terms mm. of they got say Shazam 
to you know like black adam's just the evil shazam yeah there's actually a great there's actually a great great comic book um where shazam so shazam black adam basically starts world war three mm. and at the end of it the way to defeat black adam is that they've changed the words or the wizards that gave him the powers changed the words from shazam to something else that he wouldn't have been able to guess so you know he tries to say shazam um the right way he says shazam backwards he says some other words that just don't work mm. and basically the fight the fight was a stalemate at the end of it all so i, I believe it was a stalemate maybe maybe black adam had almost beat shazam or something like that or had beaten shazam or whatever the case is um but superman again because his physiology doesn't allow him to fight against magic or allow him to use magic properly or whatever the case is within the magic he is basically irrelevant. If you have brought in some, like, say, Martian Manhunter instead, right? Martian Manhunter doesn't have that issue with magic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and actually, uh, in saying that, there's, there's, there's an interesting um, interaction in the comics that Black Adam had with Martian Manhunter, where obviously Martian, Man- Martian Manhunter reads his mind. Um, uh, Black Adam allows Martian Manhunter to read his mind, um, to enter his mind, so that he can show to um he can show Martian Manhunter basically just what he saw because the people of Kandakwa got obliterated. Um not not saying that the whole nation fell, but people died and this, that and the other. Obviously Black Adam is super grieved by it. Um so he just went on the war path and stuff like that. And that would make for a much more interesting story if we saw something like that than Superman. Because <laughs> we all know Superman's gonna get beaten. And I guess the only way they did, we're going to go about doing this um, just, uh, sorry, Black Adam Superman thing is if it's in line with Black Adam versus Black Adam versus Shazam and Superman like they did in the in the um, I can't remember what day I can't remember what year it was released but there's um, a DC film that's actually Black Adam versus Superman but have got Shazam in there who actually you know is able to hold his, himself better to uh, to Black Adam than Superman um, honestly, do it like that. I think it's just gonna flop. That's what I can say. Mm. <sighs> but yeah, DCEU sucks. I mean, they used to stick to the animated. <laughs> honestly, they just stick to the animated stuff because the animated stuff is great. We can all admit that the animated stuff is great. I mean, when mm. Batman Hush came out, absolutely amazing. Every single, I can't remember one the last time. So yeah, so I can't remember the last time that DC brought out an animated film and it just sucked. I cannot. Yeah. So yeah. Calm. We'll leave it there. We've we spent we, 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 we spent more time t- time than we should on a mediocre film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's I watched uh, Minions and more. Um, there were some shorts on um Netflix. Um, quite amusing. I'll give that a free piece. Uh, the floor is lava again. I just watched that because I had it on the background. Um, I'll give that you know, core chicken. It's the same formula as before. Some episode entertaining just because of the contestants. Um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to save this for another time where we've not got as much things to talk about. Um, because mm-hmm. I do want us to, maybe we'll do this on Tuesday, uh, when we talk about, um, um, one, one, one punch man. Uh, was it one, one piece red? Um, yeah. I've mentioned a couple of times, but we will be doing a bonus episode where we will be talking about the One Piece movie. Um, I watched Enchantment for the first time. Um, I gave it a half chicken. It was um, Enchantment. 
Enchantment, this enchantment. Enchantment with the singing and the sort of was it? Is it fairy tale brought to real life? Or yeah, like the that? first one. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> fair, fairy tale brought to real life. Um, Dell's gonna be in a sequel. Um, I think she's in like a, a one minute, two minute scene. Um, mm-hmm. so I wanted to see the first movie before I watch the second movie, so I can understand what I'm seeing. Um, that comes out next week, so I'm hoping to obviously have Dell on the episode to, to for her to talk about her experience. Um, on you know her recording, recording on her being on set and filming her scene. Um, Big Mouth season six, loved yes, it. Yes, loved talk it. About that. Whole chicken, man. Big Mouth yeah. is so good. Like, it is so fucking good. I enjoy it. Uh, Big Big Mouth is amazing. Um, so I noticed that they they sort the sort of tend to have different themes running throughout um each season. Mm-hmm. So this season was more about relationships. So, um, breakups. I like, get yeah, breakups. Um, how uh two people sort of fall out but then end up falling back together or sort of fall in love again mm-hmm. um you know yeah just 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 basically explore relationships more because they've they've already spoken about um um you know about i guess puberty and stuff obviously obviously puberty um sex um genders or not maybe not 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 specifically genders but um oh sexuality sexuality so you know someone's pansexual someone's bisexual what that means that kind of thing so um it's all in all i think it's a it's a great series because it just explores what it is to be human do you know what i mean what, what and especially what it is to be human going through puberty in when you're say 12 years old or something like that i believe they're 12 years old now i think yeah i think they are 12 mm-hmm. so yeah, just just all that. Basically, what what happens to you pre-team? What do you think about? Obviously, I don't think anyone is, is as crazy as them because <laughs> these kids just talk and do anything and everything. Um, yeah. But again, it's just it's just very it's very interesting. I think um, it's also very educational. Just you know to see how people go through things, how things are resolved, questions that. Um, you know, I guess if especially when when adults watch this, because obviously this is not aimed at kids. When Alice watched this, maybe it triggers them to think about conversations they may have with with whoever they're looking after, whether it's their their, their younger cousin, whether it's their nieces, nephews, um, whether it's their own children. As, as a, I guess it helps them navigate their lives better as well. So I, I really do appreciate this, you know, series, even though it's crazy and left of field at times. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a uh, whole chicken. And Missy again is, is going to be my favorite character because ever since she discovered that she had a black side, <laughs> she's been my fa- absolute favorite character. Honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoo, man! Oh man! Um, I really do hope. Like, I think it should since like it's super popular. But mm-hmm. we keep getting a continuation of this. Like, I kind of always want to keep going until they're like in college. Like, yeah, so do I. I just want to. I just want to keep going, man. Like, uh, I, well, at least high school or something. Yeah, I, I, I just enjoy all the characters. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everyone, all the main characters in a sense, like get their moment to shine. Um, yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's it's just good, man. I, I like it. Just gives me a, a like a warm fuzzy feeling when I watch it. I'm laughing. I'm like. I like 
I, I, I share the emotions with the characters. It's just fucking yeah. cool, man. Like, it's a whole chicken, man. If you're not into Big Mouth, you definitely need to check it out. All right. What have I not talked about that you have watched, Mr. Martin? All right, there's, uh, there's a new anime that came out um, two years ago called Ark Knight. It's based off of a video game. Um, I believe it's a video game of the same name. Mm-hmm. So this anime series is called Ark Knights Prelude to Dawn. Um, Substances in the land of terror, natural disasters of unknown causes have been uh, occurring irregularly in many areas. Therefore, the majority of the people, in order to escape those natural disasters, come to, came to live in mobile cities developed over the years. Though I believe it's pronounced the Originium, Originium, Originium. I think it's orig, Originium. Left behind at the site of catastrophes, has led to the rapid progress of civilization due to their immense energy. But it also brought something else with it, an incurable disease called oropathy. Because the bodies of those with oropathy gradually crystallize and become a new source of infection at the time of death, in many countries, the infected are subject to persecution under regimes of segregation and forced labor. Those who are oppressed by the governments are starting to rebel. Rhodes Island, a pharmaceutical company researching a cure for oropathy, takes up their arms and starts a conquest, and trying to save all the people from the disease. Um, so right now, I'm two episodes in, mm-hmm. and it's a decent watch. Right now, because I don't know the lore around it, things like that, I'm giving it a half chicken. But okay. in saying that, it's got some good action sets in there. Um, you have people that have guns, short swords, shields, that kind of thing. Um, there's definitely two factions. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, the animation, the animation is top-notch. Um, the, the animation is probably on the same vein as... In fact, what we've seen so far, from whether it's uh, Chainsaw Man, whether it's um, Bleach, the animation style is very, very good. Um, it's nice, it's crisp. Um, it's something that's definitely been updated for um, uh, for the Winter Slate. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll continue to watch it. Um, do you know if this one's on Crunchyroll? Because I've not seen Ark Knights. I don't believe so, but let me check. Because I'm wondering whether I should add it to my list. Your list is never ending. No, don't add it to your list. (laughs) Your list gives me a headache, bro. No. I'm getting through it slowly, man. Bro, not, not, no, I need to pick up the pace. Bro, I'm a busy man. Nah, your list is, don't get me started. I'm actually, I'm actually triggered to listen to it. It's, it's, only, it's only three pages long. Yeah, three pages. That's too long. Nah, don't worry. It'll come down. Like, it'll come down. It'll come down. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Yeah, Is so... Um, else? So, yeah, it's on, it's on Crunchyroll. Okay. Um, I, I might yeah. watch the episode to have a look and see what I think of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I might add it to my list. I might not. Um, All right. Um... Is there anything else? Let me go from my list. So, um, I'm up to date on My Hero Academia, um, season six, episode six. This is, again, I th- something tells me that there's going to be another season, but because in the manga, um, I mean, I, d- I don't know how they're going to do this because the manga is still going strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember what the latest um, chapter number is. I think maybe three, seven, no. Um, 
Okay, it will, it will come to me. It will come to me. Um, but I don't know whether they'll split up this season into two, so season six and season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, chapter three seventy two uh, came out yesterday, so, so I'm up to date on that. Um, so it's still the it's still this whole fight between the heroes and uh, Shigaraki. Um, so yeah, just a consideration of that basically. But because things are so epic in the in the manga, I think it's going to be split for maybe season seven or maybe even season eight. Mm. Um, because I think each I think each season is twelve episodes long. So um, yeah, we're in. We're, I mean, we're in for a treat. This this season is. I mean, season six onwards is is, is absolutely fantastic. Um, darker themes. Um, Will definitely be shown. Will we'll definitely, yeah, will definitely be more abundant. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember My Hero Academia from season one to about season five, you, you can tell that it was gradually becoming the situations were gradually becoming more and more dire. Um, especially when we saw the fight, the fight between All for One and um, and All Might. So after that, you knew that characters had oh, the heroes of trade had to go through rapid training. Everything's just ramping up. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's also, it's also a good one. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's it. Oh, um, I finally watched School of uh, Good and Evil. Oh, nice. Um, I, gi- I give that a three piece. I think, I think it was actually well done. I mean, not many Netflix shows begin I'll be given three pieces, but this one deserved a three piece. I like the fight scenes in it. I like the, um, the story to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Characters were characters were funny, uh, especially the main two the, the main characters, um, both both the 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 women, um, who you know who drops into the schools of uh, good and evil and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean it was, it was, it was a decent watch, so def- definitely um, definitely a three piece. Um, and I think I think that's it really. Um, I don't think I've been up too much. Ah, by the way. I have a question of the day for you. Okay. So, um, so of course we were at Comic Con. Um, how? What's your take on how anime has become more accepted to us? So, when I say us, I mean partic- specifically black people um, over the years. Because I, 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 I know we've shared stories before. Of, you know, back in the day when we were in school and stuff like that, when we liked anime and all that stuff. Um, you know, we were teased for it. It wasn't seen as a cool thing. But now, obviously, you see a lot of, of, of um, black nerds going to Comic-Con and, you know, people are actually comfortable to cosplay this, that, and the other. So, what's what's your take on it? I'm all for it, man. Like, I think acceptance is a... for Acceptance on this level is a great mm. thing, isn't it? Yeah? Mm. Because... Like, like, like we said in the past year, being bullied for like, 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 nerdy stuff, or you know, people. Again, yeah, I'm not on the the super nerd level, if that makes sense. Like, I was cool enough, in a sense, so to speak, that I could hang around with cool kids. I was athletic. I did sports. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I was into my computer games. I was into like my cartoons, my anime, and stuff like that. So you know, I wasn't um, how do I say it? One of those kids where you know they were like super shunned um, for liking anime 
and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I'm like I said, I'm all for it. Like the more and more it becomes mainstream, the 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 better it is for the community in it. Now, yeah, one of the things that I don't want to like say I was gatekeeping or or I don't, I don't know if that's the the, the right word in it, but like one of the things that hmm, how do I put this? Over the Halloween period, yeah, mm-hmm. I was seeing people and really? I was seeing celebrities and stuff in anime um Halloween outfits. And I was just like, Do you actually like the anime and know the anime or are you just following the, the fashion trend? Because mm-hmm. like we've seen Again, I might be butchering. So I think like Megan the Stallion was out of Japan, and so obviously, being hey, Megan the Stallion is actually a blur. No, no, I mean, no, no, I know she is, but I'm saying yeah. people that so don't, don't follow it might be seeing her as like Sailor Moon and stuff and being like, oh, well, if she's doing it, then it's cool. Because I think like yeah. Paris Hilton must have also dressed up as Sailor Moon for, um, for Halloween. And I was like, oh, okay. Does Paris Hilton actually know what she's cosplaying? Or has she just seen this and thought, yeah, that looks cool. I'm going to wear this. And like, mm-hmm. again, like I don't want to be like gatekeeping because I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to come across here. But I was like, like, did you really? Like, do you know what you're cosplaying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah man like again that's like my almost being a hater in a sense like when i'm seeing some of these celebrities i'm like do you actually legit know what you're cosplaying or did you see someone else doing it and you thought you know what that looks pretty cool i'm gonna cosplay it um or again like did she generally as a kid watch you know sailor moon like does she know does she Mm. does she know the deal basically like do you know what i mean and if she (laughs) does cool i'm 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 all for it but like yeah, it, 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 you know, do you know what it is? Yeah, like it's like if you didn't go through the shame of like watching anime, you can't kind of like it's like you can't jump on it now that it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> when I was banging out Pokemon and playing and playing with the cards and you know do like like the nerdy shit and like people like oh what he's a weirdo or like, i remember like i remember like right one time i went to comic-con yeah i can't remember who i cosplayed up as yeah i went to comic-con yeah and one of my, one of my coaches was like wait you watch that nerdy shit like you dressed up like like what like he was bad like me basically was like bro you're an american football player and you're going to comic-con and dressing up i was like yeah it's cool and like he couldn't he couldn't like Grasp his mind around it. He was like, "But you're black." Like, and I'm nah. like, I'm, "I'm like, yeah, no, I'm black. Like, but black people <laughs> like this shit too. Like, but, but you play for." And I was like, "Yeah." And this yeah, is I, like, I guess it's what you couldn't comprehend the fact that you're like almost a jock, and it's your jock who also like. Also, I was in like my mid twenties as well, so he was just like, yeah. "You're a grown ass man." Like, what are you doing watching cartoons? And do you know what I mean? And so it's like, when you've had that year, like, you almost wear like a badge of honor, like, yeah, do you know, I went through the hard times in it. I went through it when it wasn't cool. Like, I was into Transformers before you had the Transform movies. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, almost that kind of yeah. thing. 
Like now, but everybody surely, loves Star Wars. Like, back yeah, in the day, surely you should be happy that it's more accessible to people. Oh no, no, that's what, don't have to that's, that. that's that's what I'm saying. I am I am yeah, very yeah, happy yeah. about that aspect of things, but like again, people that and again, I don't know it. I I I don't want to use maybe it's the, I'm not using the right words, but I'm I'm leaning towards like superficial, like yeah. Like do they? Cause like when I see the um like the American footballers like doing Dragon Ball Z celebrations and stuff like that, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you need to know. Like you need to have seen it to know what you're doing. Like do you know what I mean? It's not something that yeah. just like anyone just start randomly doing. like. Or when someone is it um Michael Venom Page when he does like the hand seals and stuff like that. Hey, MVP, MVP is genuine. Him so, and Israel. That's what I'm saying. People like yeah. that, yeah, you know, you know, like, you know it's real. Like, there's certain things that you just can't pull off, yeah, if you're like mm. a, a, you, you're a casual. Like, not, okay, maybe not a casual, but like, if you don't watch it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, certain guys, yeah, like, and, and, and girls, yeah, because you you said Doja Cat and them lot, because like them lot have been spitting anime from 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 early in it. Like it wasn't yeah, like yeah. they got famous and anime got famous. They were like, oh yeah, I watch anime. Like they they we've seen them talk and mention anime from like the the get go in it. Like even yeah, like someone like Samuel yeah. Jackson was like, raw like brother, I watch hentai. You know, like my man's all in the anime. Yeah. Wait, Samuel Jackson said that. Yeah, bro. In one of his interviews, someone said like, um, okay. Someone, someone asked me a question. It was like an asked me interview. He was like, um, "Do you watch anime?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, I love that shit." And I watch hentai too. And I was like, "See, that's someone that's not that. You know what I mean? That's someone that knows." Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, but yeah, like but I said, I don't want to come across. I, didn't like, know that. I don't want to come across like a gatekeeper. I don't want to come across like I'm a hater. But no, but I, but I understand what you mean because there is always. I mean, I guess. I guess the best way to describe it is like when you've been teased, bullied told not to wear something do something because other people don't understand it mm-hmm. then and for you to continuously do it and now it's become more accepted you do feel some type of way because you're someone who had to go through that mm. basically in order for for it to become more accepted for it yeah basically yeah, you have to go through that and maintain that so that it became more accepted to other people um, but at the same time, yes, it's really more readily accessible to people. Mm. But now, I guess you're saying that because it can be seen as uh, more of a fashion statement, or you know, because a celebrity who may not know what it is mm. or does know what it is, someone else may see it and think, "Oh, actually, I don't know what it is, but I really like the costume, or I really like yeah. the cosplay, so I'm going to copy it." So the meaning is lost. Mm. So it's almost like all the hard work you, you, you did to gain recognition for liking anime, knowing what the anime is and this, that and the other is sort of being um, uh, sort of watered down and it's, yeah. and it's, it's not people knowing where it comes from. It's more a sense that, oh, it's just uh, something that I saw some celebrity wear that, somewhere. That, that's what I'm saying. I understand that. If people are generally like down for the cause, isn't it, that I'm all good at it. Like, like you know, like... Yeah. Um, was it the new day from wrestling? I think like one time they all must have like dressed up as like the androids or something for Dragon Ball Z, like and they yeah. do stuff like that often, innit? And then like one of the again I, I can't remember the name, but one of the female um, wrestlers, I think she came out as like a Pokemon trainer or or something mm. anime related. And I was like, yeah, like to like it, it wasn't like a bait character. It was like a character mm. that like you had like let's say Dragon Ball Z, like she was like Pan or. Do you know what mm. I mean? She was she wasn't like 
Goku or Bulma or do you know what I mean? Like she was like a yeah. a, a, a C tier character that like, you have to know the anime to dress up as that character kind of thing, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you remember what I said um I think it was the last recording that I went to a friend's house and the kids know about anime mm. and I said to you that the only reason why one of the kids knows about Dragon Ball Z is because of Fortnite. Other than that, he's never seen Dragon Ball Z in his life. Ah, okay. Um, kid, kid is what maybe four years old, I think. I think he's four years old. Um, so never seen Dragon Ball Z in his life apart from Fortnite with Goku doing Kamehameha. So he knows Kamehameha. Mm. He knows Blue Head Goku. He knows normal Goku from Fortnite, mm. and that's it. So I think that in a way it's good because now that anime has become more accessible. People are are being introduced to anime in different ways. So yes, it could just be a skin on 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 a on a game that has nothing to do with Dragon Ball Z or nothing to do with anime in general. But that's sort of like the gateway to know it into knowing what anime is because I'm sure this kid will just see oh it's a Fortnite skin. Now I think that my friend's kid is going to once they're old enough to maybe research more about Dragon Ball yeah, Z. Oh, who's it. this character? Who is yeah. Goku? Oh, it turns out that there's all this um, other stuff about Goku. Okay, um, is there anything similar to Dragon Ball Z I may like? Mm. Alright then, that's, what is that, it? That's why, that I don't, that's why I don't necessarily get mad Yeah, when yeah. Netflix does like a shoddy bad live action adaptation because yeah. for every bad live action adaptation that they might do, like it may cause someone to go and watch the actual source material like yeah. let's say let's take thomas for example yeah when we all like super got sucked into anime he was a very casual guy like he watched naruto he watched um uh oh, what's the the one with mugen and the girl a samurai champloo oh, yeah samurai champloo um i think he watched um Hold on, dude. <laughs> All right, sorry about that little brief interruption. Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, Dragon. So, um, people be introduced to anime in different, oh, in yeah, different so, ways. Like, so basically, yeah. Thomas watched the live action um, Death Note on Netflix, and he really yeah, enjoyed it. Him, and like yeah. I was like brother like based on the trailer it's I knew dead. that it was going to be garbage I didn't even watch it yeah. and then when he watched the anime he was like yeah that live action was garbage this is so much better <laughs> so if yeah. every time they do one of those a handful of people go to watch the live action uh, watch the anime I'll be happy in it like mm-hmm. if the live action One Piece movie you know gets a couple of people to be like you know what I know it's a thousand and something episodes but I really enjoy that Netflix live action I'm gonna take the plunge and watch two episodes a day until I'm caught up. Like that's massive, isn't it? Like mm. I will always, always, always want more people to get into anime. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? And I've, I, I saw a snippet of a conversation. I didn't fully listen to the podcast conversation, yeah, but like, um, I think the guy was basically saying like, you know, back when he was like into like the the nerdy shit, yeah, whatever. There wasn't any women around him that liked the same stuff at him and he didn't you know find women or girls that were in that same vein that like fantasy stuff and obviously yeah. these like nerdy black girls were like bro like we were there you just didn't 
you didn't you didn't search us out like you didn't reach out to us like you didn't move to us and then i was thinking about it like maybe i don't know maybe like five ten years ago like he maybe doesn't have an argument to stand on because like you know a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork and like you know you're yeah. a lot more um girls um and black girls being into anime but for me growing up it, it went to college it went until i hit college did I find other women and, and black women like that that liked anime? Like yep. none of the none of the black women that I, I used to move to in se- like secondary school tried to you know deal deal with in school like anime like none of them mm-hmm. like I again and again like I said it weren't because I was just only hanging around the cool kids like in school I hanged around with everybody so if there had been a a black female nerd in secondary school I guarantee we'd have bumped heads because like. I don't know if I've ever told this story. One of the reasons me and Thomas ended up being like such good friends is that like, I used to bring Dragon Ball Z um, manga, Dragon Ball mangas um, yeah. into school and, and sit down and read them. And one of the days Thomas asked to borrow it and then my man pretended that he lost it. And I was like, bruv, that's a library book here. If you don't, give, if you don't give me that light, if you don't get me by that library book here, however much the library fine is, I'm robbing you for it. And in the end, he brought back the library book in it and then we became friends. But mm. yeah, so I was like sat in school reading manga. Do you know what I mean? So like walking around with it. So if there had been someone in that vein, they, you know what I mean? They would have spotted me or I would have spotted something of them nerdy for me to know like, yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Like, you, or, yeah. you know, like I would have my Game Boy and I'll be playing Pokemon in school. Like, so for me, yeah, and I'm not speaking for everybody, but for me and in my school, in my area, like, there wasn't i didn't i you know there might have been a couple of girls like white girls that were into like that kind of stuff but in terms of black girls there was not now bear like now is is bear you, <laughs> you like when you go comic-con bear like another reason why i like going comic-con now yeah like when i first went to comic-con yeah i swear down i felt like i probably was like the token black guy yeah now there's when you were of us. Years old, right? no i was like i was maybe like 19 20 i think one of my very first mm. one yeah, and I, and I went. I think I went by myself as well. Yeah, like now I go and there's people that I go to. Like when I go to anime and chill events, or I look at the anime freshman guys, like or Ash the Beard guy. Like there's people. Like again, like um, Tarchi's little Raven. We met in the summer and we stayed friends of her since, and we saw her again this year. And like her, her like her, her friends as well. So like we're slowly start. Like anytime we go to these events, we're starting to see the same people and like yeah. we're getting to socialize with them and it's great because like we're seeing people in like their early 20s we see some people our age and we were some seeing some heads that are, are like you know in their in their 40s if not older like and all just being a, a part of the same community it's just nice to see and like and, like don't get twisted like i think for the most part i had a really good childhood but it would have been nice that if i had a, you know a couple more nerdy nerdy black friends to share my experience with like don't get me wrong, i had i had a, 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 a quite a few like nerdy white friends because again like that's just what they were into in it but in terms of the black community like again it was kind of shunned like you weren't allowed to openly express like you was a nerd do you know what i mean and i think for those like maybe on the outside looking in they don't understand that and yeah it's, it's mad it's interesting like i said i'm i'm always gonna be a promoter of anime man like 
and again, I'm not even just talking about the shonens or the bait ones. Like, if you like the romance ones or the kitty ones or the like, I'm not a horror guy, so I don't watch horror animes. But if horror animes is your are your thing, then yeah, like good on you in it. But like, I just get gassed. And again, I I love seeing black cosplay because like, again, I didn't even realize it was like such a a thing in the anime community until I started to like you know be in a lot of different Facebook groups and stuff like that and like see people mm-hmm. telling their stories about like people be like ah oh, you can't cosplay that character because that cosplay isn't black or ah oh, you can't cosplay that character because you're fat and that cosplay is uh, that, that character is super skinny and hench like like oh, it's having my eyes open to that and seeing that some people just don't give a fuck and be like listen I want to cosplay that character I want to because that character's gonna be black today. Like, have you seen that um, TikTok where she's like, "Yeah, isn't black. Hinata isn't black. Yeah. She black today." Like, so she's again, like, I, I, I even now more like embracing that that side of things as well. Because like for me, generally, like I, I'm always like, "Well, I want to cosplay a black character," and there's not that many black characters. But that's also part because like I just generally want to look a little bit more like the person I'm cosplaying. But um, I was I cosplay as a Sanji in it, so fuck it, like it is what it is, isn't it? But again, I'm 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 enjoying seeing people break the stereotype, um, yeah. And I hope it goes on to continue. And in a sense, here, like I hope it continues with like all things in it because like Star Wars is now like cool and popular, anime is now cool and popular. I still feel like Star Trek gets a little bit of that like nerdy stigma. I don't think it's like as openly accepted um as some of the other like nerdy shit um, i mean to be honest when we were at comic-con i only saw two women they were i don't want to say they were elderly but they may have been in your um like 50s right yeah. uh, white women cosplaying yeah. as um i think they are communications um oh what are they called communication officers Yes, sorry, yeah, communication officers, communication officers, um, similar to what Ahura was. Yeah. Um, you normally actually do see quite a few Star Trek characters, but this year there was hardly any. Yeah, I think the next thing that I would like to see become a b- bit more um, accepted is maybe steampunk, because steampunk is another like, steampunk is, cool. is another side of the community that isn't really as well known and isn't as mm. much like out there accepted like there's like i think especially like in the black community that's another aspect of the fandom that like we haven't fully got to grasp with yet and um like obviously i'm not into steampunk other than the fact that i think it looks really cool like some of the outfits and stuff and like the concepts are pretty deep in it um but i think as a society we're just not there yet and again it's even saying that there wasn't much of a a heavy steampunk present at Comic Con because normally there's a, a, a section for like a lot of steampunk stuff and a lot of steampunk cosplayers. So that maybe we might see that back in the summer. Um, that would be pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, man, like I've just gone off on a ramble, but yes, anime. Hey, I hope up, anime keeps on growing. I hope, um, you know, those that felt, um, persecuted in a sense. Um, when they were younger about anime have now found a new lease of life and they can you know openly talk about it with their peers and openly go to cosplay events and even in their daily life like have bags with like cosplay on it as long as you're not you know wearing shit with like lewd um people on there 
um, you know, because we got to keep remember as we're a part of society, like, you know, certain things are just not acceptable in it. Like, don't go around like a naked plushy doll because that's not cool and you could get arrested. But <laughs> other than that, though, <laughs> everything is everything's gravy and long may it continue. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I've teased um, a lot. So uh, we will be having a bonus episode this week. Um, we will be having Vasily Koshenko. Vasily Koshenko. Vasily Koroshenko. I, I, I love Vasily's name, you know. Vasily's name is so sick. Uh, I don't know, mm. I've just butchered it like twice. Um, but we, we, he will be joining us as we, um, you know, give you a special episode on One Piece Red and talk some anime and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for listening. Um, Martin, thank you for joining me as always. Uh, without yep, further yep. ado, say bye to the people. Bye, everyone. Catch you next time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye now. <laughs>